Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the first episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime of 2023. That's wild. Uh, I'm Rachel. <laughs> and I'm Krista. Hope everyone had a wonderful new year. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, what did we call this episode? The Gift of Reading? I think that's a, a solid. Yeah, you something. know. Reading is the best Booked. gift. Something like that. I don't know. It was really clever I when I wrote it down, but I can't remember now. Yeah, it was very clever. We're just going to remember that. Mm-hmm. I can remember that. <laughs> you can all go read the title when this comes out. I will have remembered my brilliance. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You were brilliant, right. though, and that's all that really mattered. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know about everyone else, but um, Krista and I tend to just do books for Christmas um, every year. I have a couple other friends that do the same thing with because, you know, when you're a reader, that's pretty much all you ever want. Mm-hmm. So It's an easy gift to give. It's like always an appropriate like first of the year book topic, I think. I think we do, love do this every year, but I'm okay with it. That's okay. Well, because then it's different variety though, right? Because you're like being gifted a book, so you don't always necessarily know. Like right. you're not necessarily getting to pick what it's going to be. Right. You have a collection of them, but. But I do feel like you and I do pretty good about like picking books for each other. Like, I don't know about you, but you freaking killed it on my book this year. Ooh, like Honestly, oh I God, can't even remember what so book good. I picked, but. Well, I'm about to tell you all about okay. it. Good. So Krista got me These Silent Woods by Kimmy Cunningham Grant. Um, the back of the book definitely says that this is like an author to watch and they are right. They did a okay. really good job. So um, I'm trying to decide like what I want to call the genre. It's like not really mystery or suspense. Like I don't even feel like it falls in any genre. I'll tell you about it and then we can discuss. You okay. can tell me where you think it falls. Okay. Yeah. So this book is about uh, primarily about this father and daughter who live out in the woods together. So Cooper not his real name, and Finch, not her real name. Um, <laughs> they've been living out in the woods in his friend Jake's cabin for about eight years at this point when the book kind of kicks off. The author does a really good job of like giving you just enough information that like you want to know the full story. But you know how sometimes they don't give you enough information. It's like frustrating. I think that happened in my last episode where like it was like the lack of information made it hard to understand what was happening. That does not happen in this book. So the authors are really good job about revealing information, like just as you need it, like just as it's necessary, which is great. So Cooper and Finch are basically living off the grid. So Finch has never really left the woods. Um, you find out pretty early on that basically what happened and the reason that they're living out in the woods is that Cooper is formerly army. He was a ranger. Uh, and when he came back from Afghanistan, uh, he ended up like marrying his high school sweetheart. Well, they didn't get married. They were engaged. Um, but right after Finch is born, her name is actually Grace Elizabeth. Uh, they got in a car accident trying to avoid a deer and Cindy, the high school sweetheart died like on impact. Basically it was horrible it's like very gut-wrenching when they like go over the details and everything i'll let you experience that on your own but that's what happened so after she died they move out here you really don't know why necessarily they live out here but from the very beginning he says that like he did something to keep him and finch together and they can't go back to the real world okay obviously i'm not going to tell you what it was yeah um so while they're living out here they do have a neighbor scotland who live also not his real name um (laughs) It's funny. Nobody goes by their real names in this. It doesn't even matter. Um, So Scotland lives like pretty close by and he's like the only real like social interaction that they have with 
the outside world other than Cooper's former army friend, Jake. So Cooper saved Jake's life when they were in Afghanistan. Um, it's like much more complicated than that, but that's like kind of the gist that really matters here. So Jake comes every year right before winter hits and provides supplies. He has like a whole list of things that he brings for them, like new clothes, because, you know, she's a child, she's growing, she can't wear things, you know, for two years in a row, especially yeah. <laughs> like when winter hits and it's cold and they're in the mountains. Um, Scotland kind of like creeps on them. So he has like this scope. So Scotland's been out here forever. When he first encountered them, they were living in a tent outside of the cabin that they're currently living in. So Jake's family owns this cabin. And so Cooper knew about it, which is why he ended up here. Um, he kind of just like decided that this was the best place to go. And then he felt bad about like encroaching on his friend's family land. And so he like stayed in a tent for a little while before he like told Jake like, okay, this is where we're at. Cause like Jake knows obviously everything that went down and like why they're out here. Um, Basically, they're trying to hide from the people who tried to take Finch away from him. So after the the mom died, her family decided that he wasn't stable enough to deal with the baby because he is a former soldier. Like there were incidents that like you find out the details about later um, when he came back that made them basically question his ability to raise a child. And also they seem like kind of dicks just generally generally <laughs> they're like a rich family and like they're the judges in the area so like the, the, her dad was like the local judge so like he got to make all the laws he got to make all the decisions so like how do you fight somebody who's literally you don't got you all the local lawyers in their pocket like yeah there's nothing you can do about it and so he basically decided to like take it upon himself to like find a way to get them together you don't find out all the details until later and it doesn't really matter um, Scotland, though, when he does encounter them when they're in the tent, when they first get here, he knows what happened because there's pictures in the paper of um, Cooper and I don't remember, they called him like an American something. Doesn't doesn't really matter. But Scotland knows why they're out here. And Scotland makes it like clear to Cooper, a.k.a. Kenny, uh, that he's aware. And so Cooper's like very cautious of Scotland, but Finch ends up really loving him. Like he's our only like like she thinks he's a friend, you know, he like comes mm -hmm. by and he like knows her interests. And so uh, Scotland at the very beginning gives Cooper a flare and he's like, if you're ever in trouble, like real trouble, set the flare off. I'll, I'll see it. But Scotland basically just creeps on them all the time with his scope. <laughs> so Cooper and Kenny, <sighs> Cooper and Kenny. Oh my God. Cooper oh, is Kenny. Cooper and Finch. I was like looking at my notes at the same time as talking. It, yeah. The whole situation. Yep. Like so what's happening? What's going on? Cooper and Finch are just like living their lives out here. One year Jake doesn't show up. So they know that there's something wrong. Jake the year before had told Cooper that, you know, if I don't show up, just know it's because I literally can't. Because what happened um, in Afghanistan, he's incredibly injured. Like he doesn't really get around very well. So like, it was honestly surprising to me that he for so many years was able to get out to them. Um, so one year he doesn't show up. So Cooper's having to figure out like, okay, what do we do? How do we feed ourselves? He's got to make a trip into town, right? But that risks exposing them. Somebody might see them together. Somebody might know. The last time he tried to go into town, uh, I think he was like spotted by somebody. I can't remember exactly. It doesn't matter right now because you can find out. Um, but basically, he's very nervous about taking this trip into Walmart. <laughs> he decides not to go into the small town because more people are going to ask questions. More people are going to recognize him. So mm -hmm. he goes like a little bit further to go to the local Walmart. He like loads up all these groceries and things like he gets her some special stuff because he won't allow her to come into the store she has to hide like he can't leave her at home by herself but he also can't let her come into the store and let them be seen together so it's just like hide in the back 
like with like blankets over her and he's like don't you Mm -hmm. dare move so like this whole thing is just so nerve-wracking because like he's trying to very quickly do this because it's cold like she's just sitting in a turned off truck yeah so like it's cold she's young she's only eight like can you imagine an eight-year-old sitting still for something that's like this dire like yeah no (laughs) like somebody in the parking lot was like oh what do you have in there i see something moving and he's just like oh it's just a puppy for my daughter like i'm gonna bring her a puppy for christmas obviously because it's christmas time and he's like oh well let me see it he's like oh no it's been a big day for the puppy i just want to get it get it home it's it's overstimulated also you're a stranger no right like no but like everybody is suspicious right because he doesn't know like if the judge he calls him mr and mrs judge i'm pretty sure that's not their last name but that's what he refers to them as. He okay. says their last name at some point, but it doesn't I mean, matter. it's nobody's real name, so that works. Exactly. Like, nobody has a real name, so it kind of fits. <clears throat> but he's like, I don't know if they have, like, spies out looking for me, um, what the what the case may be. But they survive the shopping trip, which is amazing. They actually get the supplies that they need. Um, they go out hunting one day because at this point they need meat, right? They can buy some stuff, but they can only store so much of it. In the winter, they're able to store more of it because they can freeze it in the back, but they don't really have like electricity like normal. Like they don't seem to have electricity. They just talk about being able to use the big ice box in the back during the winter. So it implies to me that there is not electricity at this cabin. Okay. Right? Crazy. It would make sense because also like if somebody if really cares about yeah, like somebody's gonna could get suspicious off of that if they're looking for him. Like, oh, right. It's like, why, why is, is this, this empty cabin using all this spike. electricity? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I totally get that. Like, even if there is, maybe he doesn't use it. You know, like they don't say specifically. So they go out hunting one day, and um, there's this like big tree stump that they use as like a deer blind, basically. That's kind of like it was dead, and so they carved it out, and they have like a tent over it. Um, and while they're out, they see a girl, like a young girl, like probably late teens or so and she's got this like bright red hair and finn or finch is like absolutely obsessed because she thinks it's going to be her new best friend and she thinks she's a wood nymph who's obviously (laughs) like like, she thought she was a princess maybe but she's decided she must be a wood nymph you know like she makes up all these stories about her but for cooper like this is terrifying he's like somebody saw us like somebody like might actually know that we're out here and like he thinks that the girl because she's out taking photographs and he earlier had found um like the lens for a Nikon camera somewhere that was like kind of close to their cabin. He's like, why is she here? So he starts like, he like has a full blown panic attack, like Mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Finch. Like this must be like a really hard life for her. But anyways, now there's somebody in their woods, right? At first he thought it was just like Scotland kind of like dicking around in their area. And he was like pissed off at him because he saw like, the camera lens so he thought maybe it was from his scope that he's always looking at them from he saw like the the footprints um in their woods because like there's a very clear like no trespassing sign they have a like jake's family has a huge chunk of this land so like he knows exactly where the boundaries are like she's no longer in um the national forest so cooper basically sees this as like well, we're potentially screwed, right like our entire lifestyle is completely potentially at stake here so um Basically, what happens in this story is Cooper is trying to figure out how to protect him and Finch while slowly unveiling bits and pieces of their past and trying to tell the reader why they're here so that it makes more sense. Um, And this girl ends up being a missing person. So the police are looking for her. Like, she's 17 years old. Her family's wondering where she is. Like, so this entire story is just like his anxiety about it Um, because Jake is gone he did delegate his sister marie to come out and 
bring supplies. All he said was that like my friend is staying at the cabin until he gets back on his feet because his fiance died. Mm. Like that's Mm -hmm. all she knows. So Marie ends up getting like snowed in there though. So she's kind of now (laughs) stuck in this whole situation where he can't tell her everything, but he's also trying to protect them. And then police show up. Like it gets freaking wild. So like this entire journey of him just like trying to protect his daughter is like completely understandable once you know all of the details. But there's also points where like he struggles with the morality of it where like he knows that he should tell somebody that he saw the girl you know, that they've seen mm-hmm. her because she's missing and he's raised his daughter to like help other people. Like, even though they're not around people, he's like, I just want her to be a good person. Yeah. But at the same time, it risks their lifestyle and it risks their being able to be together. I did look it up though. There's a statute of limitations on kidnapping. Okay. So I was like, mm, you can wait it out a couple more years and you'll be okay. But like, that doesn't help. Eight years is not the statute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's not so, gonna help like, it's like such a, it's like such a great area though. Like, but yeah, Finch is at an age where she's like, you know, starting to rebel against, like, she has questions. She wants answers. She wants to know things. Like, why are we out here? Why can't I go? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's a very challenging uh, situation that they're in, but also very understandable once you know all of the details. Like, even Marie, once he tells her the whole story, like, really struggles with, like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, it was so good. Like, five out of five. This one too they now. really unveiled that information in, like, such a nice way like just when i needed it like just when it became super important it would like go to a chapter and give like the background information that i needed like just mm-hmm. enough of it too or like there was still mystery but like what would you call this like genre wise like it's not it's not really know. a mystery yeah you know? it's not a mystery it's not Semi- a thriller not quite it's like almost thriller almost suspense i was like, like yeah maybe suspense yeah or just like the generic fiction like sometimes there's like I that's all they fiction, give you right yeah. so like fiction and you're like i don't get anything else out of that and they're like no oh i don't know what to expect yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at the back. It says suspense. So, yeah, I guess. Okay. I, was I don't know. I mean, it's kind of suspenseful, right? Because, like, you don't know what's all going on. Because you don't know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was really good. So, thank you. It was an excellent oh. choice. Good. I'm glad. I yours read was it so also, fast. <laughs> yours was also really good. And I also – so I read the one that you got me in a day. Um, we got oh, hit dang. with freezing rain. And so, like, literally couldn't go anywhere. And I was like, well, might as well read this book in a day. Might as well. Um, so the one that I read is Every Last Secret by A.R. Tor. And at first I was like, I like read the back and I was like, I don't know what the heck this is going to be about. Like what's going on? And there's like very mixed reviews and people are like, oh, I hated the characters. I also hated the characters, but I think you're supposed to hate them. Mm. Or maybe you're supposed to like them and I hated them. And like I wasn't rooting for really any of them. But oh, that no. just made the story like even better. So two of our main characters are Kat and William and they're married and they met in college um, and they're very, very well off. They live in, I can't remember where the heck it is that they live, but they live in like a very, a lot of money type neighborhood. Um, all of their neighbors like have summer homes. So they either like leave for the oh. summer, not because like the weather gets gross and cold, like it's too hot. They're, oh, they're they in, can. Yeah. They're like in like San Fran basically. But then she regularly talks about, and this is literally in the summer, Kat regularly talks about how it's so like, gray and cold and gloomy and i was like in a california summer okay whatever but either way um but yeah so like since all like so they don't have kids um they want kids but are unable not able to have children um and he doesn't want to adopt because he's very much macho man needs to be my bloodline whatever yeah um and like they've like talked about surrogate but she's like and she's kind of on the fence about that one she doesn't quite know but either way, all the other people basically in this neighborhood have, like, left for the summer. Um, it's pretty much them and a couple other people. 
But then, and they own, well, they don't own. So she's basically a stay-at-home wife. Um, she's like on the board of whatever nonprofits. Um, but he owns multiple businesses that are all kind of under the same umbrella. So it's like William, whatever his last name is, that starts with a T that I can't remember, um, Tech. Or no, there's William Tech, something, I don't know. It, can't, it doesn't really honestly matter because they just call it WT, which is why it never stuck. But he has a tech company. Um, and he also has like a capitals company. So he like started with the finance side of it. And then he's like branched out into this tech one and they're trying to build um, a, what is that? Like a heart monitor, not a heart monitor um, that you like get installed in your chest when your like heart a pacemaker, a pacemaker. Yeah. So they're trying to like, they're building one that's like supposed to be like super new fangled, all of the problems that you had before on an issue. Like you'll be able to go through metal detectors, all these things. Wow. Um, and they're like pretty close to coming out to market. But William is like a shitty boss, basically, and is like constantly screaming at people and firing people because like they're not doing well and then the people are quitting. Uh, and so he hires this woman, Dr. Nina Ryder. She has a PhD, but you must call her doctor. Um, so I mean, she's yeah, if like, you earned it. Hell yeah. It's just like the way that she does it. You know how like when people are like, no, it's Mrs. Like that's how it comes mm. across. Like, no, it's doctor. So Understandable. Like, like one of them. So the book starts and she is in a police interrogation room and she's being threatened to be charged with attempted murder. And this is a time where she thinks it's important to correct somebody and tells that it's a doctor. Nina Not the Ryder. moment. Read the room. Yeah. And so that's how it starts. Is that like the doctor is like, hey, like, fuck off. Like, I'm literally about to charge you with attempted murder and like shows a picture of like a gunshot wound through her head. And you're like what's going on so hmm. then it's like jumps back to like four months prior and so nina has just gotten this job at wt as like the back of the book calls it a life coach i can't remember what her exact title is basically she's like the head of employee morale um she's making like a stupid amount of money um she came with like a like the best reference letter that you're ever gonna get like she'd like left this other company she got a leaving bonus from this other company like that's how much they liked her which is already a little a little suspect i think they call that a severance package <laughs> normally yeah but yeah so this was like a leaving bonus um she's definitely had some like work done because like she talks about like one like we know that she had a boob job she got big old bitties now um but then she's talks about like later how like she's always trying to like make sure that you can't like see the scars on her neck so you're like oh how so much work facelift? have you had done i don't know um but so she is like yeah so she basically is there to try to like get employment around because they're like four months out they're already well they're like four months delayed on when they were supposed to go to market but they're like so close so close so close right and so but people keep wanting to quit and obviously william can't have that um because these are like the top in their field and these people are making like a stupid amount of money all of these things um so that's what she gets hired on to do she is married to matt they're like high school sweethearts or something like that and he is in demolitions so not the doctor is married to a guy in demolition yep because they're like high school sweethearts what a pairing yeah but she is terrible to him like he is like the nicest guy in the world like he like right she like regularly like talks down to him and he's like oh, okay the honey. person in charge of employee morale is a terrible spouse i feel like that doesn't bode well right yeah there's like all of these like kind of orange flags where you're like mm, don't quite know i but... love that orange flags not red <laughs> flags not, not quite red flags. we don't we don't know it could go either way um but yeah and so basically they end up 
like I think I think it's probably honestly from the time that like Nina gets hired, she decides that she wants to seduce William. They buy the house next door to Cat and William, and she's just doing everything that she can to like get in, be like in his life. And at first, he's like very much like, "Nope, um, this is employee employer. I am married, man." But like, she just like slowly starts like manipulating situations. Like, she realize that he goes on a walk every day at 11 so she like quote unquote bumps into him on the trail and it's like, like some high school shit i didn't yeah, think and it's gonna be in a fair book <laughs> i'm so intrigued and it's like she like plants it out perfectly where it's right by there's like this cafe and then she's like oh like i was gonna go grab lunch do you want to come to lunch what a quick and ink yeah and he's like and she goes like she knows that he hasn't had lunch yet right because she's like has this because she's watching down. him yeah and then so he's like okay yeah sure so they like, go and they eat or whatever but she's like obsessed with her looks like i said you know boob job some sort of facelift something or other but she eats like this delicious sounding grilled cheese and tomato soup and then is like like oh yep gonna go like throw it all up now that's a waste of 1200 calories and you're just like goodness gracious okay oh, so, so she's, she's also me on top of it yeah so she's like in her early to mid 40s and cat and william are like in their early 30s so like that's the other one too is that like because the first cat is like okay this is like kind of weird but like he's not gonna like cheat on me with like some woman 10 years older than me like that's not gonna happen but then like you would think yeah but then like nina and matt like or mainly it's nina just like keep like finding ways like the power goes out and so they like come running over which whatever it's like their first night in or second night or something like that and i think it's like, understandable hey, are these normal matt and william like totally hit it off because like i said matt is like a total teddy bear basically and like he doesn't suck up to william like pretty much everybody around william wants to suck up to him because he has a lot of money and matt is just like oh you like the 49ers cool he's How's just fun? a dude yeah like not a care in the world um but yeah so basically this entire story it just starts going of like nina is like getting more and more like in like into william's life like they're regularly having lunch together they're having their meetings in the boardroom um but then at one point, like kind of early on, William gives them old man because like their like head scientist gal like mm-hmm. puts in her notice. She's like, here's my two weeks. Like, to hell with this place. You're the absolute worst. And she's like so good. She's literally getting like job offers every other day, basically. Like, she's like, I don't need the money. Like, I don't care. I'm not working here anymore. And William is like, get her to rescind her two weeks or you're fired. So Nina has two weeks to like find a way to convince, convince this woman to stay. to stay in this hostile work environment and oh, she does no. and it's some fucked up shit that she figures out about it but she figures it out um but yeah so like that kind of like solidifies her that's like that's like the start of it but yeah she literally just like finds all these like different ways to like get themselves invited over for dinner or to a game or oh come over here and host and like is his wife suspicious? Is, like, her husband oh. suspicious? So, Kat is suspicious from the beginning. Like, at first, she, and she even says it. She's like, oh, like, I don't really like, you know, that, like, you hired her. Like, this is weird. And also, like, it's a weird a job. And also, like, yeah. And then she was like, that was a really big, like, leaving bonus. Like, that's not a thing that happens. And he's like, it's fine. I run the business. But she has, like, 50% of it or 49% or something of the business. But he's, he's like, but it's fine. And she's like, okay. And that's when she kind of talks herself down. She's like, it's an older woman. It's not going to happen. I'm, she's like, I am over. She's like, I'm being paranoid. Yeah. Exactly. But then all these things keep coming, keep coming. And she's telling William this. And like, they have a great relationship, basically. Like, and like, they always say that like the summer is their season. Like by the end of the summer, they're going to be even closer. But she keeps like bringing up all of these like concerns that she's having. And William is like, 
you're losing your damn mind. Nothing's going on. It's fine. Yikes. And then it's just like all of these things. And then like Kat gets poisoned or maybe she's not poisoned. <gasps> like we don't actually, well, I know the answer, obviously, but it's not clear right away. Like, like was she just really she sick? sick? Yeah. What's going on? Like, would she have died? Cause she got in the same sus. Yeah. Like that happens. But then like Matt also throws up. And so you're like, okay, well then like Nina's not going to try to kill both of them. Or is she? Cause like, I feel like she would. I'm getting yeah. the vibe. Yeah, because like you see how terribly she treats him, and you're just like, well, does she even love her husband? I don't know. And like something has happened in their past, like when they were like young and like either in high school or fresh out of high school, so they're like semi trauma bond there. And so like, oh, yeah. and like yeah, so like something happened, and we don't know what it is. Um, and so like that one, I did figure that part out. Like what it is that happened between them when she was like 18 or something. That was, I guess, that part. Um, okay. I don't think it was supposed to be a super big secret. Like when you're reading it, it's like, I think it was kind of pretty obvious where it was going. Um, but how it all like goes in the end on like Nina, like trying to infiltrate it. Cause this entire time in the back of your mind, you're like, she's about to be charged for attempted murder. Right. Like, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, okay, what? so does someone die? Yeah. Like, so like oh the poison. So that's why you're like, okay, well maybe poison, but like not poison, but like, What's but only attempted on? murder, so nobody died. Yeah, right? nobody actually it's died. Attempted. It's attempted. Yeah. It's hmm. just, oh my gosh, it was a, a wild freaking ride. Um, like I said, hated every character in the way that I think I'm supposed to. Like <laughs> Matt, like Matt is because like William is just an asshole. Like he just has a Sounds lot of like money it. and he's a dick. Um Kat is like so she kind of she like grew up kind of poor and then like i think like matt came or william came for money and stuff so she has like kind of worked her way into this now that she's like at the top she wants to stay at the top and to hell with everybody else kind of a thing mm. we're like yeah so you're just like okay like she was like oh like i want to i wanted to buy that house next door and just bulldoze it so our our patio can go out further and like oh, all God. of their holiday parties like they post the like the town has the 4th of July fireworks and then they always host the after party. Like the city doesn't put on a party. They do, but everyone's invited. It's very weird. So huh. like you hate her. Um, Nina is obviously just terrible. And then like Matt, you kind of just want to smack him and be like, dude, she treats you like shit. Why do you stay? And obviously it's because he's like stupidly in love with her. Cause trauma bond. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it was a freaking wild ride. I didn't realize it was going like, to be such a drama. Like, yeah. It seemed interesting but I didn't think it was going to be so dramatic. Yeah. And it's like at one point you like come to a chapter and like you don't know who. Because the chapters are either like a Nina chapter or a cat chapter basically. And you oh, okay. don't have anybody else. But randomly you just get a chapter. And it's like. It doesn't say who. doesn't say who it is but like somebody's <sighs> like thinks that they're playing the mastermind. But then they're like oh they think that they're the mastermind but they don't really know and so you're like oh tricky so yeah so like you know of like nina's plans to try to like basically because her thing is that she either wants to like have william leave cat and marry her so that way she can like move up into her life or she wants to have an affair and then threaten to tell and just get a big payday out of it like she really doesn't actually care yeah what a, like she what a little sociopath yeah like she's like indifferent she's like either she's like either way like she'll get what she wants right she'll get a bunch of money and so it's fine yeah i was kind of wondering if the whole like leaving payout was gonna be like a manipulative money grab somehow like 
you were sexually harassed and you were like blackmailed somebody. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like that's the vibe I was getting. Like once I got to know her a little. Yeah, that was kind of where mine would go. My mind, actually, that's kind of where mine went at first. Where I was just like, "That's because it was like a million dollars or something like that." Yeah, that, something happened and she blackmailed someone. Something yeah, that's mine. I'm like, yeah, I'm like you, like you're saying. Do you like, ever find out? You do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you All find right. out everything. Like okay. there are no secrets left in the end. There's no like a secrets. prologue, and like a prologue is like kind of weird too. Um, in the end, <laughs> like you're just like, how the heck did we get from here to here? But okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, huh. But yeah, there was like a whole nother like somebody else's plan going on that I didn't see. They freaking tricked me. They had me so focused on like Nina trying to seduce William that you don't see everything else going on in the background. Very well done. Wow. Yeah, that sounds I really impressive. I mm-hmm. feel like I should read that. I know yeah. you're not buying any books this year. I know you're going to yep. do a good job at that. I'm going to do a bad job at that. But <laughs> we can mail books to each other, which is cheaper. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. could totally do that. Mm-hmm. We'll just swap them out. I'll do yep. that. I like that plan. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, you did great. Did you I rate was... this one? Oh, um, I did. I was at like four and a half because there's a little bit in the middle it's where you're kind of stuff. just like, what's going on and why are you telling me this? <laughs> and like the cops that are there are like the dumbest cops. And you're just like, could you potentially be okay at your job? And like, mm-hmm. there's just like parts. So the story can happen. Exactly. Yeah. And there are other parts in there, too, where you're like, okay, this is clearly in here. Because if you didn't put it in here, it'd be a plot hole. But you put it in here just to move the story along. So that's kind of annoying. But that's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's solid, though. Mm 4.5. I'll take that for for a gift book that I had not read. I like to give you books I haven't read, though, because it's like... same. Kind of crosses it off my list a little bit since, like, do mm-hmm. I really want to read it? <laughs> yeah, and I, thank you for being my guinea pig. Yay! And I rounded it up to five on Goodreads, so because Goodreads doesn't give you half stars. That seems so, silly. I know. I'm switching over to Storygraph in 2020. Well, I'm going to do both to see if I like it or not. But I'm gonna give them a feedback. <laughs> I, I, everybody's been doing it. They're not listening. But anyways, <laughs> um, if any of y'all got any good books for the holiday season that we have to know about, have to read. Let us know because I can get things from the library, even though I'm not buying books this year. I could check out my local library. This is actually good incentive. Maybe that's my goal mm-hmm. for the year is to check out the local library because I have not checked out Omaha's library. And I'm pretty sure they got a new one a couple of years ago. So I think it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's probably all nice now. I'll try to go this week because I have the week mm-hmm. off. Yeah, perfect. And then just see, you know, try it out. I we'll love report it. report back. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I can't remember what our next episode is. I'm um, pretty sure the next one is like people at work. Oh, that's right. We're getting jobs next time. So yeah, in the meantime, you can check us out on social media. Instagram is not past your bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. And TikTok is not past your bedtime. And yeah, with that, that's all we got. Happy 2023, everybody. We will talk at all you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.